Hey everybody, Mike Dempsey here for Underdog Fantasy, who are handing out $1 million in giveaways on Super Bowl Sunday. All you need is a verified Underdog account to be eligible. So sign up for Underdog Fantasy and see if you win this Sunday. Underdog Fantasy, don't forget to use promo code 1010XL. Old school. It's going to be stolen, I think, by the doctor. Yes, he's got it. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. Stolen by Byron and the captain, DJ. Yeah! Buckle up for Them up. It's time for 1010XL's Open Gym. Leading the break, here's R.J. Saunders. Ready to this? Sam. All right, two, three, four. Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Ba, 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 basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Welcome in, RJ! Open gym, baby! That was for you. I found that this morning and I was like, RJ, let's loosen up a little bit and talk some bu- 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 basketball. <laughs> it's the basketball show for the basketball fan. Welcome to the open gym. It's the basketball show here on 1010XL on a on a big game Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Don't know if I can say that on air, but I just did. This is a basketball show. We're not talking football. We're not talking football, but it is a big day here in Jacksonville. A basketball show here on the Superstation, 1010XL and 92.5 FM. That's the Iron Man. That's what I'm calling him. CD underscore player 84, Casey Dobson. You'll hear him throughout the program. Uh, we'll have this show for the entire second half of the season. We'll go through the NBA Finals. We'll be talking about the latest in the news and notes across the association. Your way to get on the show, hit up the text line or the phone line, 641-1010 is how you'll be able to get in. Or you can hit us up at rhasnoj or at cd underscore player 84. We have a big show for you today. Dante Marcatelli is going to join us at around 1120 to give us the latest on the Orlando Magic. Paulo Carroll has been named an all-star, the Orlando Magic also celebrating a victory over the Chicago Bulls just last night. And then we'll have Kurt Heelan join us. He's the lead NBA writer and managing editor at NBC Sports, and he'll give us the latest when it comes to the NBA 65 game rule. Joel Embiid no longer eligible to win most valuable player because he won't meet the requisite amount of games to be eligible for a postseason award. Um He'll also talk with us about the buyout market. We now look towards that after the NBA trading deadline is all said and done. What teams are going to be aggressive in that market as we head towards the all-star break and the second half of the season? But want to start with this here, and I want to talk to the casual NBA fan as well as the diehard NBA fan because the NBA, as far as I've remembered it, and anytime I talk to anybody about it, they always bring up moments. I mean, the NBA talked about moments and really thrive on those moments, had a whole commercial dedicated to moments where amazing happens, where they chronicle big moments that's happened in the NBA throughout the course of history or just in that season alone. And then would finish the commercial by saying the NBA where amazing happens. However, I don't know if you'll agree with me or not, but what's happened recently within the NBA, just this season alone, I don't know if you could particularly call it amazing. Here's why. In the last 14 months, we've had four players go for 70 or more in an NBA contest. In the last 14 months. Now, with the two games that happened just this past month, four days in between each other with Luka scoring 73 and Joel scoring 70, that happened within a week of each other. Well, not even a week, in the same week. Then you had the game with Damian Lillard where he scores 71. Donovan Mitchell scores 71 as well. And that was last season. That happened within a month of each other. Amazing? In my opinion, I don't, I don't believe so. 
when you would score 70 points or when you would score 80 points like Kobe Bryant did, it seemed like the whole NBA world would stand still. Whatever you were doing, whatever you were watching, you were saying, hey, are you watching what's on TV right now? Kobe's going for 70. Kobe may hit 80. Nowadays, this seems normal. It's almost like 70's the new 50. You always hear, you know, 30's the new 20 or 50 is the new 40. 70 is going to look like the new 50 here in a second. That's that's just what it's going to be. It's, you know, such and such got 70 points. Is that is that good for the league? I know Adam Silver aesthetically doesn't want Knicks versus Indiana back in the 90s. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want where it was full-on wrestling matches. He doesn't want the Jordan rules back in the 80s. A man goes up in the air, hit him, knock him on the ground, goes to the line, shoots two free throws. That's not what he wants. So now the league has turned more up and down. It's more fast-paced. Analytics has really taken over the game. Players have now figured out how to manipulate the referees, manipulate certain defenses to where now they can get to the line at an alarming rate. I remember an interview where Vince Carter was speaking with Darius Miles, and Darius was saying, listen, you're one of the first guys that I remember as a rookie that was able to come into the league and average 20 points. And Vince Carter said to that, he said, that was with the old NBA rules where you could hand check, where referees would tell you, listen, that's not a foul. You have to get up and you have to suck that up. Nowadays, 70 points, eh. It really didn't move me. I mean, look at Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant just had a statue unveiled. And it's the pose in which he selected, that his wife said he selected, was him pointing up to the sky after he scored 81 points in a contest. That's a moment. I remember where I was. Every time I hear somebody on 1010XL and 92.5 FM, if you call out a particular moment, they could tell you where they are. Unless you're an old head NBA fan, or unless you're a guy like me, you'll say, I remember where I was when Luka scored 70. I remember where I was when Joel Embiid scored 70. But, you know, I don't know if it's going to be something to where we go back in a few years and, and say, man, th- those were two great moments within four days of each other. We saw just a complete scoring outburst. When Kobe did it and had the nine games in a row, in fact, today on February 11th, Kobe went for 42. That was the second game of nine straight games of which he scored 40 or more. And that was, that was a record at the time, or he was at least going for the record. Is this the NBA that Adam Silver wanted when he decided to make the defense a little bit watered down, handcuffing them a little bit? being able to manipulate the defense and manipulate referees as an offensive player and seeing scoring outbursts like this, is this what Adam Silver wanted? Well, Jamal Crawford was on the Dan Patrick show not too long ago, and he spoke about whether or not this scoring outburst that we have seen within the last 14 months, whether or not this is good for the NBA. Well, I think it's a combination of things. Obviously, I think talent from 1 to 12 is up uh, across the board, but I also think the defender's a little bit handicapped. Uh, you can't really touch a person. You can't, you know, it's freedom of movement. With the, the, Everybody wants to see the skills of the players, but the points right now are just, it's, it's unbelievable, though. I think the power of the three-point shot and the fact that everybody can shoot the three-point shot as far as being allowed to. It used to be some restraint, you know, like it's reserved for guys who can really shoot it. Now you have role players taking 14, 15 threes in the game, and, and that helps scoring as well. Is it bad for the game? that we're seeing 70, 73, and we're not really blinking at it? I think it's bad for the game that it's happening this often. Okay. Uh, if it was, you know, an anomaly and happened once a year, it would be something to, to really be revered. Now it's happening so often, you don't know when it's going to happen. I'm not sure how good that is. So in the last 60 years, before we've had this outburst within the last 14 months, David Thompson, David Robinson, Kobe Bryant and Devin Booker went for 70 or more in an NBA game. Between David Thompson and David Robinson, you're looking at about a 20-year span. So 1978 
David Thompson goes for his 70. David Robinson in 94 goes for his 70. And we all remember David Robinson had to beat Shaq scoring-wise in order to be the NBA scoring leader that particular season. He goes for 71, and there are many people that felt that it was rigged and whatever you would like to say. But there was big implications behind that. Kobe going for 81, that's in 2006. So you're looking at around over a decade after Robinson gets his 71. And I'm not saying that there weren't 60-point affairs, but 70, look at that. Look at the rarity of that. You're, you're almost having to go a decade long. After Kobe is Devin Booker. Devin Booker scores 70 in a game in which they lost to the Boston Celtics. And then in the late, stage of the, that, late stages of that game, Phoenix is intentionally fouling the Boston Celtic players so they can get the ball back to Devin Booker so Devin Booker can go for however many he can go for before the game is over because Phoenix has already conceded that they've lost the game. But Devin Booker going for 70 means a lot. Casey, I'll ask you, is, as a casual NBA fan or as big as an NBA fan as you are, seeing the NBA have as many 70-point affairs as we've seen within the last 14 months, is that something that you want to see? No. And, okay, so I, I've been sitting here, too. Like, last night I produced JU Basketball. Right. My goodness, all that we kept hearing and all that we've been hearing like so it's bleeding down into the college levels is such such a person goes to the foul line to shoot two and the fouls seem to be like just picking up at an enormous rate everybody's just going there and one guy was keeping uh I believe it was North Alabama in the game against JU simply because he was going to the foul line and it was they were they were also commentating Scott Manzi was saying like this guy is almost ineffective unless he's on the foul line. So good for him. They were easy, they were also saying that you know he was a little dramatized, and I've seen some of the ones like LeBron and these falls, and then they just it, it honestly makes it for snooze fest. Like you just right. you called me casual, and that's exactly why because. It doesn't feel like it's a team sport anymore. It just feels like, okay, we're just going to get this one guy, our star of the ball, everybody else, you know, just contribute where you can. And a lot of individuals would probably say the same thing that's in, that's in Casey's camp. And as I said at the top, there's a lot of guys now who have been able to manipulate the referees and manipulate NBA defenses. I mean, Phil Jackson told a story at Kobe's statue unveiling. Toronto's running a zone. We devised a game plan in order for Kobe to be able to attack that zone effectively for him to continue scoring. The Lakers were down 15 at that point. So they needed all of Kobe's points. In 06, there were playoff implications for the Los Angeles Lakers. They weren't a good team. Shaq just left. But when you look at a lot of these new age NBA scorers, I mean, look at Devin Booker. Devin Booker shot 11 threes. He also went to the line 26 times. Damian Lillard, according to the NBA stats, had the most efficient 70-point game, but 22 threes. And I don't want to say that everybody's just letting it fly who scored these 70-point games in recent memory. 22 threes by Damian Lillard. You also had 15 from Donovan Mitchell when he scored 71. Joel Embiid only took two. Now, granted, yes, it's versus San Antonio, and it was against Victor Wimbenyama, and that's going to be Victor Wimbenyama's welcome to the league moment. I understand that. But if this is going to be the new age NBA, I would have to feel at some point Adam Silver steps in, and he says, listen, I'm going to have to do something where the defense isn't as handcuffed as they are now. If you watch that game with Luka Doncic scoring 73, what kind of defense was there? Little to none. Although Trey Young said in a post-game press conference, we threw everything at him. I, I didn't see that. I turn on the game. They're saying Luka has 66. What defense are you throwing? It's an interesting conversation, and I would love to hear yours. 904-641-1010 on the phone line and the text line. R has no J and at CD underscore player 84 is where you can contact myself as well as Casey 
Dobson. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Dante Marcatelli is going to join us from the Orlando Magic. He does pre and post game for Bally Sports Florida. Paolo Bancaro now named an all-star. The Orlando Magic, one of the more fun teams in the entire NBA. What's the next steps for them as they continue to grow and develop as well as mature? We'll talk all that and more with Dante Marcatelli on 1010XL 92.5 FM. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. From the Orlando Magic. Paulo Bancaro yes. rounds Bad out boy. the uh, Eastern nice. Conference All-Stars. Yes, yes. Paulo Bancaro was the number one pick in 22, the 23 Rookie of the Year. Eight games of 30-plus points, two games of 40-plus. And Paulo Bancaro, up. congratulations. 40 seconds. Bancaro, jumper. Bancaro looking to push it into Olenek. Tough shot. Counted and a foul. Game clock down to 12. Bancaro pull up three from deep. He got it. Bancaro with the big bucket. Paolo steals it. Comes the other way. And he finishes. All aboard the Paolo Express. Bancaro. Pull up jumper. Got it. Three pointer. Big time Bancaro. This is Paolo Bancaro. Take your shot. It's Open Gym on 1010XL. Paulo Bancaro joins Elite Company, joining Shaquille O'Neal as the only players in Orlando Magic history to be named Rookie of the Year and then named an All-Star the following season. The Orlando Magic also coming off of a victory against the Chicago Bulls, 114-108. Let's talk about it with Dante Marcatelli. He's the host and sideline reporter for the Orlando Magic on Bally Sports Florida, and he joins us right now on the All-Pro Roofing phone line. Dante, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, great to talk to you guys. You got me all fired up with those Paolo highlights. That is, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. We're all we're riding high after that win last night and then uh, kind of reliving that Paolo magic. That was, uh, that was fun. It's been a fun season, and, uh, and I think it's going to be very exciting for Magic fans the final month and a half. Absolutely, and I, I want to start with Paolo because – this is his first time being named an all-star. Certainly won't be his last in an Orlando Magic uniform. He was selected first overall by Orlando. He's a he's an absolute superstar um, in this league. Um, if he's not maturing already to become one of those top-tier superstars. But talk to me how you have felt about the young man's play um, from his rookie season till now. Well, I think he I think he entered the NBA with a poise and a maturity about him, which I, which I, I just think you don't find with a guy with, with anyone that at that time was 20 years old. He now turns 21 this year, but there was just such a, a poise and a maturity and a, a level headedness and an understanding of, hey, I'm the number one pick. There's kind of a lot of pressure. There's a lot of expectations that come with that, and he was ready for that. He does never gets too big for the moment. You know, he's had some game winners, and you know, we just heard you know a couple of the big shots that he's made. Uh, along the way and that's been so much fun to to watch that progress and you know he'll have a game winner in Chicago November 15th and it's like okay well you know I'm the number one pick you guys brought me in here this is what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to hit big shots (laughs) so I think he understands what's required of it Uh, but then to go out there and do it is is just impressive And and I think what's most impressive too guys is his unselfishness you look at his last his last two games you know he he had a chance to break a magic record of consecutive games with 20 points and five assists. And he was sitting on around 16 points, but Franz Wagner had it rolling against, uh, against San Antonio the other night. So he continued to feed him. You know, he doesn't go, he doesn't go hunt statistics. Right. He doesn't go hunt points just to get them. You know, whoever's got the hot hand, he'll give it to him. And he, he's just all about winning right. and making the right play. And I think that's very impressive for a 21 year old. Absolutely. And it's great to see him become an all-star. However, I feel there's going to be another Orlando Magic player on that roster who will get a couple of all-star nods in Franz Wagner. No and, and Hoops Hype comes out with their top 25 players, I think 25 or younger, and they had both Franz and Paolo in their top 15. Now, what do you think this duo can be moving forward as they and the Magic continue to develop? Well, I think what we've said from day one, we, as we felt Franz Wagner should have been the rookie of the year. We thought he, we still think he's the best player in that draft from three years ago. And there, there's so much love for Scotty Barnes, and there should be phenomenal player. 
but you know, at, at the time he won Rookie of the Year, he had he had Pascal Siakam, he right. had uh, at that time Fred VanVleet. I mean, he right. had other All Stars on his roster, so not as much was expected of him. Whereas Franz was putting up the identical numbers, and at that time you had no Paolo. He was the guy. He was it. He was it. he was number right. one on the scouting report, and he was still putting up similar numbers. Now you take away Pascal and you take away Fred VanVleet, and Toronto's in a free fall. <laughs> Right. which is what happens. Uh, and it's a, But again, Scotty Barnes gets the all-star nod, and we felt probably Franz should have got that, and if not, hopefully he does get it. So uh, I, I think his time is coming. I, I think he understands what it takes to, you know, to, to he, he, first of all, he has an uncanny knack of scoring in the paint. So he can get to the basket, uh, which, uh, you know, the, the Magic are bottom, you know, bottom two or three team in the league as far as three-point percentage and you know, so you could easily just pack the paint and dare the magic to shoot. So that's what a lot of teams have started to do. And yet still through all that traffic and all that defense in the painted area, he's still able to get to the basket, which is just phenomenal. His ability to finish and the Euro step and, and everything that he brings. So um, you, you look at that and then you look at now he's added the three point shot. I mean, he has been so yeah. effective. Uh, we had five of them last night, tied a career high and big, big step back threes. Yes. You know, he's got all that confidence from winning the gold medal with Germany this summer. And I think those eight games off when he rolled his ankle, I think really hurt him and, and kind of made him fresh. And, uh, so he'll be, you know, we, we've seen, a, you know, just, uh, just, we've seen him really take it to the next level here though, the last couple of weeks. So his last four games, he's averaging 30 points a game, seven times this year, he's gone for 30 or more in a basketball game. Um, we're, the, the magic are now 12 and four when he and Paolo get 20 or more in the same game. Uh, so I, I think that duo understanding which one has the hot hand at that time and deferring to the other, there's no ego. It's all about winning. Let's understand who has the mismatch, who can take advantage of, and let's feed that guy until they stop it. And then we've got the other option. Dante Marcatelli, our guest, he's the host and sideline reporter for the Orlando magic on Bally sports, Florida. Dante, I want you to talk about the job that Jamal Mosley's done since being named head coach. I mean, in the NBA where many coaches aren't able to stay long enough to be able to put their imprint on a team as a coach, especially a young upstart um, rebuilding team, the front office, the fans, and that entire squad seems to be putting their belief in Jamal Mosley. Talk about the job he's done. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, and I, I think that's what is – so impressive because so many times you see these rebuilds, you know, and you go back to Philadelphia and trust the process. And these, these guys, do, the, the coaches who uh, are head coaching those rebuilds don't get the opportunity to see it through. Right. Uh, right. So you, you, you take on the rebuild. A lot of times it's a first time coach. They're appreciative to have the job. They just rack up losses. And then when it's time to win, the, a lot of these organizations move on. But I think the understanding is, you know, the Jamal Mosley is not that kind of guy. Like this is a guy that's, that put in his dues, right? So almost 20 years as an assistant coach, spent the last seven years before Orlando with Dallas. So this is a guy that has a ton, a ton of experience. But you know what else he's got is he's got, he's got unbelievable relationships with his players. And he's yes. got incredible buy-in from everyone on his team. He's just a genuine, he's just a genuine uh, real article. And, and his players believe in him. And I remember Rick Carlisle saying, when Jamal Mosley becomes a head coach, his players won't let him fail. And I think that's what we've seen, just because there's such a belief there. And Absolutely. I look at last night, you know, Wendell Carter Jr. just didn't have it going. And, you know, and Mo Wagner had, had played, but Nick Vucevic was kind of having his way. So he just, with, with no matter who you put out there, so you, so he had it, so he followed his gut and he goes to Goga Bataze, who had played 16 minutes in 10 games, wow. right? Dude, let's, let's put him out there. Yeah. And he puts him in at the nine minute mark of the fourth quarter of a critical game with a playoff atmosphere. And, got, and Goga blocks DeMar DeRozan in overtime, right? Ends up having one of the game-winning blocks. He catches a lob and hits the game-winning free throw. That's a feel that he had, and he ends up playing him 14 minutes uh, down the stretch. It's just remarkable. So he has a feel for kind of who might give him a, a big bump that night. He's always encouraging his guys. Big win last night, but he doesn't let him get too high. And when they lose three or four in a row, he doesn't let him get too low. He's so even keel. He's a phenomenal coach. He's got great relationships. And I'll tell you what, guys. When you start looking at free agency and who might join this team down the road, every single big name, every single superstar on every single team comes over during the game, before the game, after the game, and says hi to Jamal Mosley. So th this guy has a ton of clout. He's got a ton of relationships. And I think that's when, when the time comes for this team to strike big in free agency, uh, they're going to come because of that guy and Paolo and Franz and what's going on here. 
in Orlando and, and the front office and what they've done, uh, but because of how much that respect they have for Jamal. And that's what I wanted to talk about uh, with you, Dante, because when you look at this team, it's certainly one on the rise, and, and they have a strong nucleus of young players. You have the duo in Paolo and Franz, but you also have Wendell Carter Jr., Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, who's had an amazing season. Uh, Anthony Black is, you know, showing right. promise as well. So what do you, what do you feel um, outside looking in, not being in the front office meeting, uh, are the next steps for this team to go from that play-in type team to now one of those strong contenders within the Eastern Conference? Well, it's a good question, and it's something that the, the front office will have to explore. You know, you look at this roster and you say, okay, they got to add shooting somewhere on there, right? So right. who's the guy that might be available? Is it, is it through the draft? Is it internally? Do you have that guy on your roster now uh, that's going to develop into a knockdown shooter that, that, that you can't leave on the three-point line, or do you have to go explore that in free agency or trade? So I think that's something that you'll look at. They have to figure out what they're going to do with Markel Fultz, uh, free agent at the end of the season. So obviously, that you know those those uh, discussions continue to be ongoing. So it'll make a decision: is it, are you moving forward full time with with Markel, who who has proven you know to 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 be a phenomenal point guard for this team? They're 54 and 130 without Markel Fultz. They're 75 wow. and 70 with him. Wow. So you, know, you look wow. at you look at the difference that he's made, and right. it's not glaring numbers. And everyone looks at the three point shot, but still, this guy is high in assists. He's a terrific defender. He feeds his teammates. So uh, there's a lot of value there, and, right. you know. And, and so, what's that point guard position going to look like moving forward? Because as you mentioned, you got Anthony a guy like Anthony Black waiting in the wings. Um, but I think are, are you going to add a, a proven veteran scorer? Uh, that can that can be a consistent three point shooter. I, I think that's something that can take you to the next level because I I don't think you need to add a ton because you're going to continue to have development and growth within your roster. Right. Uh, and 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 everybody's on kind of team friendly deals and you you've got the second most salary cap money at your disposal this summer so you can make a huge splash. You can get one guy or two guys uh, here in the you know coming up here this summer. So this is a very exciting time. Uh, Jeff Weltman has been phenomenal with with what he's done yes. and how he's navigated this roster and and put this whole thing together here. And and if you decide to keep the young guys and and just kind of turn it over to them at some point, you you certainly have that luxury as well. Couple more for Dante Marcatelli, the host and sideline reporter for the Orlando Magic on Bally Sports Florida. So next week, Shaquille O'Neal getting his jersey number retired yes. by the Orlando Magic. Um, it almost seemed like he left a lot of meat on the bone when he left Orlando to go to Los Angeles. He and Penny had that great documentary where they talk about him leaving in Orlando, uh, seeming not to be able to see through a championship or maybe spending more years together. Kind of when this Jersey retirement happens, kind of what are your memories of Shaq and that past Orlando Magic team with he and Penny? Well, think about this, RJ, and this is the, this is the biggest thing. So, you know, Shaq leaves after four years, right? Because right. the Lakers offered him a bigger contract and, he, and, he's, and he's able to go and he's able to take that. The very next season, they put in a rule that the team can match yeah. any salary that's offered uh, to their rookie. How about wow. that? So, you, so because yeah. of Shaquille O'Neal, uh, that rule is in place. So had that been in place in 1995 instead of 96, Shaq would have been forced to stay here right. for another eight years. And I think you would have had a championship or two. You certainly would have had... Uh, another few trips. So I, I think that was just bad timing, unfortunately, you know, and, and unfortunately he, he left and, and had his eyes on, you know, going out to Hollywood and, and, and all of that. But that was so long ago. And, and, you know, there are fans that are still upset by that, unfortunately. And there's fans that understand how big he was and put this organization on the map. But I, I think you, you, what you have to understand is no superstar rarely, if ever does a superstar leave on good terms. <laughs> for yeah. any team, yeah, right. So, yeah. so now that happens. It is what it is. And now, all this time later, you know, uh, uh, you know, time heals all wounds, and it's not the the right thing to do. And the first number that should be in that in the rafters is that number thirty two, O'Neal, and, and that's because he put this organization, he put this entire operation on the map, you know. And it, and it's no slight to anybody else, but if you know, if the Magic get two or three, and that pick is Alonzo Mourning or Christian Leitner. That's a completely different. Oh, great yeah. players, great players, and all stars in their own right. But that it's just a completely different trajectory for this organization than if you get number one in Shaquille O'Neal. So I, I think it's it's huge. You know, he, he that this is the guy that put everybody on the map, and and you know it's unfortunate how he left. It's unfortunate that championship didn't happen here. 
Uh, but he brought the team to the finals, and he's still in the top ten in about ten different categories in four with right. four years of work. So it's going to be a special night. We've got a lot of his former teammates coming back, uh, which is going to be cool. So it's going to be a magical night on Tuesday, and uh, and we we can't wait for it. Final moments with Dante Marcatelli of Valley Sports Florida. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl, Dante? Well, I'm going with the 49ers, and I'm simply do I, I understand the Pat Mahomes thing, and I understand right. you can't go against Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl, but I'm a Patriots fan, guys. <laughs> so you can't, don't hold that against me, but the last team to win back to back Super Bowls was the Patriots in 03 04, so right. I want that to stand. And I don't want Patrick Mahomes coming anywhere, or any quarterback coming anywhere near. Uh, Tom Brady's Super Bowl total. So <laughs> it scares me. It scares me because I think Pat could win the next five in a row. Right. So I gotta, I gotta find a way to cool him off a little bit. So it's, it's, it's completely unfounded on anything factual, uh, or I, it's just my own, <laughs> my own take on it. So I'll be, I'll be pulling for the Niners. Right. But I do think the Chiefs are the better team. How about you? Who do you got? I have the Chiefs in this one. I can't, I can't bet against Pat Mahomes anymore. I just, I, I can't. I, I thought, I thought that, uh. I thought the Ravens would have his number, and if Pat Mahomes shows up once again, I, I, I can't bet against him. It's, it's definitely going to be an exciting game. I have it in a close one, though, Dante. No, I'm with you. I, I don't blame you. Listen, I, that, he's, he's the man. There's no question about it. And, and if, if there's any time on the clock, we saw it with 35 seconds left in Buffalo. There's, if there's any time on the clock and he's got the football, he's going to win the game. Absolutely. Your, your only chance is to get up four touchdowns before that. <laughs> we'll see, and you know, they and for San Francisco might have the defense to do that, but I, I think it's going to be a lot for Brock Purdy. But wouldn't you know? Wouldn't that be a phenomenal story for for that youngster to come in and lead his team to a victory? But let's get a good game. Let's get some wings. Let's get some some good food, and, yes, and hopefully everybody enjoys the enjoys the Super Bowl here today. Yes, sir. That's Dante Marcatelli. He's the host and sideline reporter Thanks, for the Orlando Magic, and we are so grateful that he was able to join us for a couple of moments thank you dante hey guys rj always great to talk to you we love the partnership and the affiliation with 1010 xl we're excited about getting some magic games on the station here down the stretch for what should be uh, an exciting finish here the final 29 games and and what we hope and expect on into the playoffs so keep up the great work rj we'll talk to you guys soon yes sir dante marcatelli of valley sports florida when we come back kurt Heelan lead NBA writer and managing editor at NBCSports.com, gives us a macro perspective of what's going on in the NBA, and that is next on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville, your courtside on Open Gym on 1010XL. Gym is open, and we're so glad that you are in it with us, along with Casey Dobson. I'm RJ Saunders. It's the Open Gym, the basketball show for the basketball fan on Tenton XL and 92.5 FM. Let's ring up another guest on the All Pro Roofing phone line. Joining us now is Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer as well as managing editor at NBCSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Basketball Talk, and he's so kind enough to join us to speak on the biggest news around the NBA following the deadline. Kurt, how are you? I'm doing well. It's, you know, it's, this is always a fun weekend because now the trade deadline's in my rearview mirror and I can just you know, enjoy a football game and relax and have an adult beverage or two before <laughs> I have to really start focusing again. Absolutely, absolutely. So the NBA trade deadline has come and gone. It wasn't flashy like many probably anticipated for it to be. Normally around this time, a lot of people get excited to see what moves will potentially happen. However, we had a lot of moves made early on in the season. Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee. Drew Holiday now in Boston. Now you've had a couple of moves in the middle of the season with Pascal Siakam now in Indiana. You have OG Ananobi with the New York Knicks. And the Knicks made a couple of more moves at the deadline with Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. What team or teams, in your opinion, made the best key additions to their roster this season? At just the deadline, just taking the last, you know, week before the deadline, give or take, when there were – you're right, by the way. There were more – I lost track at the end because there were a bunch of, like, little second-rounders for cash right. moves. But it was more than 20 trades that last week, um, one of them on, on Thursday, on trade deadline day. But 
I think the best player to move that week was probably Bogdanovich, Bojan Bogdanovich. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. But, you know, but he's not, but like, you're not, you're not moving the needle really. Like I didn't wake up Friday morning. Nobody did and went, well, that changed the championship picture. Kind of like last year when Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving, you know, switched teams until, you know, right. that one of blockbuster didn't happen. So over the last week, I really liked the Knicks. Um, adding Bogdanovich, and Alec Burks, who's like right out of Tom Thibodeau's central casting as a style <laughs> player. Yeah. Like they look, I mean, this is a team that's been on a roll, but their star forward, your Julius Randall's out for a few weeks after dislocating his shoulder and OG Ananobi's had to have elbow surgery. Right. And so in comes essentially reinforcements for now and then depth when they get to the playoffs and some versatility. So I thought they'd and they didn't give up anything that was a key part of their rotation or a first round pick to do yeah. to, to make these additions. So, so like to me, that's a win. They they kept their powder dry for it's no secret the Knicks want to go big game hunting the next time there's right. actual real big game. They didn't use any of the assets they'll need to get that, and they got better. I think that that was really good for them. Longer term, I don't know if if you're gonna use the whole season as kind of the trade target. Might be the Clippers, which is weird because we all went Harden. Right. Trading for James Harden. Right. That could not have worked out much better. They look like the most legitimate threat to Denver in the West. So the league, as well as NBA fans, are going to turn their attention to the NBA buyout market. And there are a few names that are out there that are going to pique the interest of NBA teams across the association. You're going to hear names like Joe Harris. You're going to hear names like Marcus Morris. Spencer Dimwitty, it's reported that he's going to sign with the Lakers once he clears waivers. However, are there any teams that you foresee being aggressive in the buyout market? There's a couple of teams relatively locked in. Philadelphia needs some backup point guard help. They are going to um, – Kyle Lowry is considered a lock to go there. Okay. Uh, I, look, he's – a very good player kind of past his prime, but right. in a limited bench role, if he kind of can accept that behind Tyrese Maxey, he can help there. Um, then there's a whole bunch of, like you mentioned, it, it, look, Robin Lopez is out there. Like there's, yeah. there's a team that can put, bring in Robin Lopez for, you know, not just the sideshow Bob Hare, but like bring him <laughs> in for the, just, I mean, it's a big body. You can bring off the bench for 10 minutes a night and he's competent, right? He's just, yeah. a, you know, solid professional guy. There's a couple of those, but Marcus Morris can kind of, like you said, can kind of do that. Um, Daniel Gallinari's out there. Mm. Again, not doesn't move really well, but he can still shoot. So Absolutely. there's some guys who can help a little bit, but the roles are really limited. And any of these guys, like these are the guys who should help be getting you to the playoffs. But they, again, we're just not seeing difference makers. Kurt Heelan, our guest, lead NBA writer as well as managing editor at NBCSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Basketball Talk. Okay, so the NBA 65 game rule has been spoken about at nauseum here over the last few weeks because Joel Embiid is no longer eligible to win the Most Valuable Player Award in the association. So, Kurt, I have a two-part question here for you. Number one, who is your leader in the clubhouse now to win MVP? And also... Do you like the NBA 65 game rule? Um, I have to, when I did this at midseason, I had Embiid as the front runner for MVP, right. but that top tier for me also had Nikola Jokic, um, two time two time winner before that, and Shea Gilgis Alexander from Oklahoma City, and I think it's now those two in in a top tier, and then kind of a step back to Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum. There's kind right. of a whole bunch of yeah, – not a whole bunch. There's four, four or five guys in that next tier. Um, but I think it's – barring some sort of change, maybe, or maybe Kawhi inserts himself into the conversation, right. I think it's going to be and – if, and if the Clippers get the one seed or something, then he's in the conversation. Right. Um, but I think it's Jokic and Shea Gilgis-Alexander going down the stretch. Um, the 65 game rule as a guy who has an MVP vote, I'm just not, I'm not a fan because I like the control of having that. And that said with MVP itself, and frankly, like defensive player of the year, a couple other words, if you played 64 games and, and this is, and you know, if, if 
Embiid played 60, he's going to obviously play way less, way less than that. But if he played 63, 64 games, right. and he was going up against Jokic, who played 75, give or take, let's say, that matters. Like, I've already factored that in. It's not like, you know, you can set the arbitrary number if you want, but Jokic won his first MVP for partially that reason. He and Embiid both had very good numbers. But he played, I think it was 13 or 14 more games and a bunch more minutes. And, like, that matters. Um, you can't be valuable if you're not on the, you know, on the court. Um, it bothers me more when it comes to something like the all-NBA categories, where right. I view that as kind of a snapshot of the 15 best players in the league, right? A, yeah. a bigger picture view. So when you're looking back on this in 20 or 30 years, like, who were the 15 best players? players not just that year but like you know it's, it's hard to leave like LeBron James off that list right now because like to me he's in that snapshot unless he's falling Steph Curry as much as their teams are struggling I'm not sure I can leave them off all NBA you know we'll see what happens at the end of the season I want to factor that in and, and if some that's the one where if somebody plays 64 games you'll place two-thirds of the season but it's dominant in those minutes, and I'm probably going to still have him on there as opposed to not giving them an MVP award. Like I, I'm, That's the one where I think it's going to hurt, and that's the one, by the way, that impacts guys' paycheck. You know, yes. Tyrese, Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton can only miss, I think it's like four more games, three yeah. or four more games yeah. this season. He's got $41 million on the line. He's going to play through a lot to get out there, man, and I don't – no, I, I don't know that that's necessarily healthy, but that's the rules as set up. So. Kurt, we talked about this at the top of the show, and I really want to get your opinion on it. Over the last year and some change, we've had four players around the association go for 70 or more. We had a week here not too long ago where there were two NBA players that went for 70 or more, and we've had a myriad of players such as Carl Anthony Towns and Devin Booker Go for sixty or more. Is this good for the NBA, in your opinion? There's a lot of people around the league, and I'm kind of falling into this group that feels like the pendulum has swung a little too far. Okay. That, that that and I think some fans, not all, but a lot of fans are starting to feel that way too. Where you know these NBA 2K numbers get a little feel a little strange when you see them, right? And right. and it's not. You know, it's not Luka scoring, Luka Doncic scoring 73 because Luka Doncic is really good at basketball. He but is. When Miles Bridges has back-to-back 40-plus point games, you're kind of like, Miles well, Bridges? Really? <laughs> He's good. He's very good. But, like, right. there's some, it's that kind of thing. And some of the guys, you know, we were talking about Boyan Bogdanovich. He's averaging 20-plus a game. It's those kind of numbers that make you think maybe – it's going to be interesting to see how the league deals with this. I've got the sense talking to people, um, and this is ultimately a decision of the league's competition committee, which is some GMs and some coaches and some players kind of getting together. Uh, They're going to start allowing a little more physicality from the defense. Um, They're going to tweak how, you know, right now you see it a lot where guys drive into the lane Defensive defenders running basically you know, running moving parallel with them, and the offensive player just basically throws his body into them and throws the ball up, gets the call right, and, right. and the defender's like, "What am I supposed to do? I'm just you know I'm just here occupying this space." Yeah, I wonder if we're going to see that. I wonder if we're going to see you know they're not going to bring back hand checking out on the perimeter, no, 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 no. but but if if the guy's driving and you've got a hand rested on his hip is that still going to be a call like i'm curious I, I i've got a sense that they're still going they're going to do something to allow a little more physicality back into the game and i think it could use that i think it could use i don't know i you know look i'm a basketball junkie so i watched a bunch of, of fiba basketball you know international yeah. the U, u.s you know world championships of, i'm sorry world cup we're calling it now the <laughs> yeah. world cup over the over the summer and the international rules allow a lot more physicality on defense and, and some other stuff that we shouldn't be doing. But like I was watching it thinking we could use a little of that. We could, you know, I don't want to go back to, man, nobody wants to go watch the Knicks and the Cavaliers in the 1990s. No, anymore, man. That, was, no, no. that was 
<laughs> right? You remember that? That was yeah. That was a slog of a sport, right? And that's, Absolutely. You want the best players to have some freedom to move and score, but you've still got to allow the defense to defend. And I think, I like I said, I just feel like the pendulum swung too far and it needs to be brought back a little towards the middle. Final moments with Kurt Heelan, lead NBA writer and managing editor at NBCSports.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Basketball Talk. As we head to the All-Star break, Who's that team that you feel is going to make a major push in the second half of the regular season? Who is that team that you're going to be watching? Is Phoenix getting healthy? Have they figured it out? I'm still not sold, but they have, they've played a lot better lately. They've got the three big stars. Um, the teams I'm most curious about, you know, I mentioned Cleveland. They've been as hot as anyone. I, maybe they can't answer these questions until the playoffs. Right. Maybe, you know, because I think that that's what makes everybody have pause, right? Like, they look great. They're playing better than last year. They have an elite defense. They've got Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks smacked them around last year. Just yes. physically dominated them. Right. And did they learn from that and will come back better? Or are they a regular season team? I think we're going to find out. But I, I think they're a team to watch. Look, man, I, I want competition. And I have saw Denver this week, you know, play the Lakers and do what they do in every regular season game, it seems, this season, which is, they're good. They make great yeah. plays, and they, they play really well. They seem, I don't want to say bored, but they're coasting. And then it yeah. got to about four minutes to go in that game, and it's close with the Lakers, and they go, you know what? Winning time. <laughs> and they just, we're going to start running our two-man game that nobody can stop. They, they, like, really buckled down for a few minutes, and the Lakers had no answer. And they can kind of do that to everybody. And so who's going to challenge them? I think it's the Clippers. I hate picking the Clippers because that's just been bad luck for years. Absolutely. I, I feel like Tyron – doesn't Tyron Lue basically like every day on the way into the practice facility have to like stop at a church and light a candle or something? <laughs> like, but if they get that team with Kawhi Leonard playing like he is right now, right. a guy with two finals MVPs, get them to the playoffs healthy, have James Harden only have to be the third best player and pick it up occasionally and they can cover for him on the games he's going to be off. They've got great role players. They have a great coach in Ty Lue. I think that they are the biggest threat to Denver. So it's really hard to put your faith in the Clippers. That's Kurt Heelan at Basketball Talk on Twitter, lead NBA writer and managing editor at NBCSports.com. Kurt, enjoy your time off. Get some rest after the deadline, and we'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. Thanks. 1010XL and Instant Keys celebrate Black History Month by highlighting African Americans who positively impact the first coast. I'm E.T. Listen for Black History Profiles all month. Brought to you by Instant Keys. Fast, reliable, honest, locksmith service. A customer with an older home and galvanized piping called saying they had poor water pressure. It smelled bad and was discolored. So we at DuckDuckRooter sent a highly skilled manager to discuss options. How repiping the water lines would solve the issues. The result? Clean flowing water. Call for your free estimate, 904-862-6769. Visit DuckDuckRooter.com. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jags. Serving commercial and residential, fully insured and certified plumbing contractor. Hi Jags fans, Walker Little here for my friends at Kingfish Pest Control. Playing offensive line in the NFL, I must block and protect on every down. When it comes to keeping my home pest free, I expect that same level of protection. So I contacted Kingfish after seeing thousands of positive online customer reviews about their service. I can confirm from personal experience, bugs don't stand a chance getting past Kingfish Pest Control. Do what I did. Reach out to Kingfish Pest Control to protect your home, a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Keith Catlin for Catlin Truck Accessories, and we are so blessed to be in business for over 100 years. Over 100 years of the best product and customer service means you can count on Catlin. From rolling lock bed covers to Lear toppers to cam locker toolboxes, Catlin Truck Accessories has you covered when it comes to your truck or van. We do those too. Got a fleet of vehicles? We can outfit them all. Who can you count on? Count on Catlin. One name, one location, 100 years. You can count on Catlin. Live play-by-play -play sports were made for radio. Well, there is advertising worth the price of admission. And 1010XL was made for you.
Wow, John, my Clearwater sprinkler system looks great. All right, Frank, let's go ahead and program your Rainbird timer. How many minutes do you want the zones to run? John, I think we run from the front 20, the sides 15, the back 10, the garden 5. Clearwater scores! Well, that's a first, Frank, but you're the boss. Clearwater Irrigation. We can't sing a lick, but we sure are good at sprinklers. And drainage to clearwaterjacks.com. Ackerman Cancer Center now offers total body MRI, the latest industry-leading technology. Just one non-invasive scan provides a complete picture of your health to detect and monitor cancer with precision at ackermancancercenter.com. For lost or broken keys or nearly any make and model of vehicle, call 722-1111 for Instant Keys. Instant Keys. You don't have to go to the dealer. Instant Keys comes to you. If your ride is making strange noises, don't wait and make it worse. Come to Action Transmission on Merrill Race. My expert technicians can diagnose the problem and likely fix it fast. Experience the difference at Action Transmission on Merrill Road. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Back to the action on Open Gym on 1010XL. Big thank you to Dante Marcatelli as well as Kurt Keelan for talking with us about the latest news and notes around the NBA. This is going to be definitely an exciting show. We're going to be talking a lot about the Orlando Magic throughout the second half of the regular season. We're also going to begin to have Orlando Magic games broadcasted here on the Superstation. We're hoping that beginning February the 25th against Atlanta, um, their pregame show starts at 630. Tip-off will be around 7 o'clock. We're hoping to probably start there. We'll also have a lot of Orlando Magic giveaways throughout the regular season, so Stay tuned on that. Can I as get well. some of them tickets? Oh man, listen, I, I'm probably gonna have to talk to Dante about getting us. Some yeah, tickets. He, yeah, we might. Maybe, we maybe do, some, maybe do the show from the Kia Center. There, there you go, baby. We, I've never been to a NBA game, so wow. If Dante's never. hearing that, yeah, then we we definitely need to uh, to do that, man. It it Orlando's definitely a fun team this season. Uh, definitely have a lot of great young players. If you weren't able to listen to the show in its entirety. Please listen to the Dante Marcatelli interview. Gave us a lot of great insight on that. That's going to do it. Our first show, Casey. It's in the books, baby. In the books. And that was awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at rhasnoj and Casey Dobson at cd underscore player 84 for Casey Dobson. I'm RJ Saunders. We'll talk to you next week. Peace, y'all. Enjoy the Super Bowl.